Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by... Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, happy Labor Day. Uh, we Labor get Day. To... Happy Labor Day. I hope you're having an awesome weekend. You get some... Uh... Some last last minute last last minute summer outdoor activities. Get your barbecue. I'm sure you got your grill on. Is it officially brown liquor season for you now? This is the actual physical calendar start of brown liquor season. I didn't drink as much gin as I'd hoped to this uh, summer. I guess I don't want to. I mean, don't judge or whatever. But my wife kind of got into seltzers, so I just bought like a bunch of different kinds like it literally now that there's it used to be like oh there's white claws and trulies and now there's like nine million kinds so i just kept buying different ones and trying those and i drink a lot of her seltzers and honestly, i drank more beer than gin this summer so clear liquor season was kind of a dud although i did find a couple nice gins i like quite a bit but yes we're back to uh back to bourbon there's no shame in taking a summer off of uh, of gin season. Uh, it's probably good for the overall mental well-being to take a summer off of gin season. And there are a lot of good salsa choices out there. So no shaming at all there. Um, but uh, we're not going to reflect on the insanity that was week one of college football oh today. We are looking forward to the week one of the NFL. We are an NFL podcast, college smallage. Um, the... But, you know, really, we did a, a very concerted effort to cover every team in depth over the last two months. It was a labor of love, and it really helped me fashion my opinion of a lot of these teams. I thought it was an outstanding exercise. We wanted to provide kind of a capstone here to not only just summarize our, our uh, top-line thought about every team uh, and just kind of reiterate how we've attacked them in the futures market, lots of these prices not even close to available. So do not give us shit for the fact that, that you can't go bet Miles Garrett at plus 650 for defensive player of the year. Sorry, that ship has sailed. You can't go bet uh, a lot of these you know, prices that we are going to uh, mention. Some of them are still around. And of those, I'll be honest, the fact that the market didn't come with us on a couple of these, not not feeling great about it. <laughs> not, not, not great, Bob. They can't, they can't all go with you. Some, and especially some of these smaller markets. And honestly, some of the bigger markets, it's just like when you take a stance against the market, sometimes it's not going to move with you. And that's the whole purpose of taking a stance against the market that's is true. figuring out the timing. And sometimes the timing isn't perfect. And that's something you have to deal with. But yes, this is going to be rapid fire. We're going to go through all 32 teams. Just give us our, you know, a 30 second take on, um, what we said in our podcast to kind of give you a quick refresher and any updates because some of those were early on and a oh, lot yeah. of things happened since then. So we started July. We started this July fourth. <laughs> yeah. It's Labor and Day. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna go in the same order. So we'll close out with the NFC West, which you just saw last week. So if you need some refresher on the early ones, the early part of this podcast will be good. And Drew, yeah. we started with the NFC East. Do you want to kick us off with our thoughts on the first team we previewed? We did the Giants. Giants and Eagles. All right, let's start with the Giants here. Um, Giants are pretty straightforward, handicap to me. Jason Garrett, handy, Jason Garrett and Daniel Jones combined to severely limit the ceiling of this offense. The defense, incredibly well-coordinated, lots of talent. This is going to be a team that wins games by their defensive outstanding play, which makes them a team that I'm going to bet on or against a lot this season, depending on situation. Very solid under team, particularly as we get into the later portion of this season. Um, so this is uh, no no action for me preseason, not expecting them to compete for the uh, very pathetic NFC East. Yeah, we did say quick, like the only way to bet it's the division price, and that's flown. So, And yes, I think we actually do have the Denver Giants under. That's on my card already. Um, the Eagles kind of a lot of similarities like a team we weren't really looking there were some quick thoughts about Sirianni coach of the year because if it works out that's probably in the mix but boy a lot of uncertainty with all the rumors swirling about Deshaun Watson trades we know some people behind the scenes who said like that was realer than people even probably thought with some of the rumors and really this is again another division price or nothing so it's probably a nothing for me because too many holes a lot of things to figure out at wide receiver still and a really untested quarterback who we liked but looked worse in preseason than we had hoped not great not great reports out of camp on him either so eagles are kind of a dead team to me that i can probably get on maybe with some overs if this offense starts to click with the young qb 
Yeah, that's where I'm at too. I think this is an over team week in, week out. I think the I'm cautiously optimistic that this offense is going to be a positive surprise. I think they actually have some interesting pieces in the uh, receiving core. Uh, and I, I honestly, I think Hertz is going to give you average quarterback play, if not better yeah. than average. So uh, we, yeah, I could, I, at, when we previewed the Eagles, I feel like we could have equally made the case that Sirianni coach of the year and Sirianni coach first fired were we're both live <laughs> yep. at this point. I don't think he's going to be first fired. It sounds like he's entrenching himself decently well there, but coach, you know, if this and, and coach of the year, I'm, I didn't end up playing it. I don't think it's worth playing now, even at the insane yep. price that it is, because I think really the ceiling for this Eagles team is a, a nine and eight division champion. And at that point in time, there's going to be other coaches that are going to be ahead of him in the mix. Yeah. So uh, nothing at play for me with the Eagles Cowboys. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys were uh, a bust on Hard Knocks. That's an update. Um, nothing about the nothing about the energy, chemistry, uh, quarterback, coach combination that I got from Hard Knocks made me feel good at all about this team. They are on major fade watch for me. Mike McCarthy is not the guy long term. The longer they keep him there, the longer they squander Dak's prime. Um, and with a healthy offensive line, this offense is going to be able to score bananas points this season, but this defense is still hot garbage. They made enough adjustment. They made enough investment in their, uh, run stop that I think they reached the Mendoza line, which puts them in more games, but that makes the, uh, that makes the overs more bettable because it's going to give their offenses more opportunities to play comeback. Um, they're going to backdoor some big spreads later this season. And uh, I think you're going to see average totals in the 55s sooner than later. Yeah, that's the thing. Like first glance, they look like an over team, but uh, it's everything about them screams an over team to the market. So you're going to pay dearly when you're betting these overs. So you might not be actually getting much value if you're trying to bet into these totals that are in the low to upper fifth, low to mid fifties anyway. So again, it, it's going to come down to a lot of things for me. If the defense is much worse than even we hoped, or the offense is really clicking, or if the game scripts, you know, deem it, it'll be a totals team for us and a kind of a fade as a team. Washington football team, man, they were the last of the four we talked about. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything outside this. Like, I like Fitzmagic. I like a couple of their pieces. The schedule is just rough. We went over it in detail. I'm not going to do it again because this is short form, but I played the under eight and a half on the win yeah. total probably still available because there is some love for them in the market and that's in the soft division but outside of the division the schedule is rough schedule wise situational wise and just you know the average win total of the teams they're facing so i'm i'm off them i'm not saying they couldn't win the division at eight and nine things could really shake out nasty but yeah uh, I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the under <laughs> yeah alt, alt under but also uh i will very much looking forward to scooping Washington football team to win the NFC East around Thanksgiving when it is 10 to one. And everybody thinks that they're going to go, you know, two, three and three and 14 or whatever. Um, they're going to win down the stretch because of the, you know, that they, they're going to get just enough out of their offense and their schedule softens up just enough in December. So uh, Thanksgiving, let's check back in with Washington football team and grab a, uh, grab a price on them to, uh, to come from behind and to eat up these garbage teams in the East. Let's move on to the NFC South where we started out with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, this team, I don't understand the vision. Lacking vision from a team-building concept from the top down. Mistake after mistake after mistake. I don't want to requalify all of these, but the idea that you go and get Sam Darnold is a lose-lose proposition. He does well, you lose your offensive coordinator. He does well, you're going to have to pay him, you know, uh, and we don't, you don't even know if he is good long-term. He does poorly, and you're right back where you started. You've won too many games to draft your next quarterback, and you passed on Justin Fields, and you passed on Mac Jones, and you're idiots for doing that. So uh, no long-term vision for this team. If I could sell stock in the franchise, I would. We would cash it in in five years because they're not going to be realistic contenders for a long time. All that said, their schedule is soft as doo-doo, and it is – entirely possible that this team surprises wins nine or 10 games considering how soft their schedule is and at that point in time uh you know that's when everything goes sideways for the franchise yeah i don't have much to add to that temper messed up it is a damned if you do damned if you don't but the soft schedule with a ton of rest advantage might make this team look better than they are if they do end up sneaking into the playoffs that'll Ooh. be a 
very good paper tiger to bet against uh the falcons uh, real quick i forgot i made a bet on uh, the panthers i bet brian burns over eight and a half sacks you oh, like there you that go. yeah i didn't yeah, i didn't fill in sprinkle, all my bets. sprinkle i'm gonna, I'm gonna sprinkle yeah i'll sprinkle the ones i played in here so far i didn't play anything uh other than washington football team alt under in the nfc east i did play burns over sacks I'll try to remember mine. I don't. I I'm not going to open up 14 books right now and try to remember. I have them written down somewhere in a in a document. But uh, here's one I will remember. Arthur Smith, coach of the year, opened at 25 at some places. I took a piece of that. Hope the offense can make up for having half a defense. Need Ridley to step up. Obviously, this is a, a cash or ash kind of bet. Might just, <laughs> uh, that's a that's a Cal that's a Link Calhoun quote from the Cal special. I love it. Cal special, but yeah, it's this team is either this offense really fixes itself around what we think might be a really big addition in Art Smith who did some great things in Tennessee or the, the, you know, it's, you can go the other way with that. Oh, new coach trying to figure this out and your defense stinks. This team might stink. So I have, that's why I did take coach of the year. If they're good, I didn't like the playoff price. I like the coach of the year price quite a bit better. I think if they end up over overachieving, he's definitely in the mix for that. And yeah, Falcons, as far as betting on them during the season, I, a lot to be determined yet because of the lack of a defense. They will be an over team most likely, but again, like the Cowboys, you might be paying for it. Yep. That's fair. Uh, although week one 48 against the Eagles, I bet over 48 there. Um, yeah. nice, nice little look, nice little look Art Smith. I have very high expectations beyond. Yeah. Again, speaking of prices that are gone, I also bet Art Smith coach of the year. What'd you, we got 25 to one, correct? The day 25. that that market opened. Okay. Yep. And the, the reasoning you gave was so sound, I can't really add to it. Um, I would add that I don't think the loss of Julio Jones is going to matter that much. Calvin Ridley looks absolutely spectacular, and uh, you get a very, very um, impressive upgrade to your red zone offense, potentially, with Art Smith, which is going to pay dividends for a team that has struggled in that department under the previous regime. So a little shot in the arm for Matt Ryan's uh, end of career here. Uh, with uh, with the new offensive coordinator and with the tight end uh, prize that they took fourth overall. Still, long-term vision, though, a little suspect here in terms of what your plan is for the future at the quarterback position. Uh, new Orleans Saints, uh, cautiously pessimistic on the Saints team. Uh, I did play an alt-under when I thought it was going to be the Taysom Hill show. Now that it's the Jason James Winston show, I feel less good about that. Um, so I'm going to be keeping a very close eye on how this team ultimately comes together, especially in the first month of the season where they are now going to be dealing with the impacts of hurricane Ida. It is going to only probably take away two of their home games, but they may not open their Superdome home opener until Halloween against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week eight. Uh, how fun will that be if that, <laughs> that honestly, uh, uh, we'll get to the Buccaneers prediction in just a second, but uh, that game scares me for the Bucks week eight. Um, the Saints in general, thin team. Uh, I think their defense is going to take a meaningful step backwards in early in the early going here, considering some of the suspensions, particularly on the D line. Um, and uh, you know, in general, they're not going to be able to withstand injury much. Very, 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 very thin wide receiving core. Um, so there are tons and tons of questions if Sean Payton gets this team into playoff position, which is possible, then he deserves a ton of credit because it will be uh, because they have developed up a bunch of replacement level players to above replacement level performance. Yeah, they made the right choice. We were very worried when we did this that they elevate Taysom into that spot, probably the wrong choice, but uh, that little negated by the fact they've had some bad uh, luck at injury with wide receiver. They do have some half decent depth there, but also the, the hurricane stuff doesn't help. So kind of a rough start to the season for uh, poor Sean Payton, who is trying to make this go without Drew Brees for the first time in a while. Although they have done it in numerous stretches as he was injured over the last couple of years. I have faith. I think it's going to be a good team and maybe they will be a little lower in the market after they have to deal with all the injuries and traveling around uh, to avoid the flooded Superdome and whatnot. I don't think it's flooded. I think it just doesn't have power, honestly. Uh, Bucks. Again, I'm going to, I'm going to make this like 15 seconds. Absolute truck. Everybody <laughs> came back. And they're priced as a favorite for a damn reason. This is exactly the words I wrote down. Everybody came back. The 
how do the Bucks fail? Tom Brady gets hurt because he's old. And again, like good coach, epic quarterback, even at his age, epic wide receiver core, good offensive line, maybe the best defense. Like this, this is the greatest chance for a repeat I've seen in a while. And really, we we wondered about it last year with the with the Chiefs because it's so hard to do. But if somebody's going to repeat, it might be this team if they do stay healthy. The biggest thing is they didn't deal with a ton of injuries. They had a couple other things last year. So what what derails this is probably injury regression. Otherwise, yeah, it's a damn truck. Yeah. Uh, I bet into the Bucks to win the NFC at plus 300. Uh, that price goes one way because I think the Bucks get off to an absolutely tremendous start the way that their schedule is set up. And uh, they have both a complete roster, a deep roster, and they are good everywhere you want to be good for today's football. I think they carry the momentum that we saw on offense towards the end of last season into the beginning of this season. And I think they are going to be an extremely, extremely uh, serious part of the discussion in terms of who wins the Super Bowl when it's all said and done. Path to the Super Bowl in the NFC goes through Tampa, in my opinion. I think I made a bet on them to be the last undefeated team at six to one. And then that uh, Halloween game, I'm spooked about now. Uh, that in in New Orleans, I feel like that's uh, that's got all the makings voodoo. of uh, that's got all the makings of the Bucks uh, are. are six point favorites in the superdome the first time they have fans in the dome Jameis winston gets uh, a little revenge up his sleeve uh, against the bucks kind of deal so not feeling great about that one but um hopefully everybody else loses before that uh either way it's going to be the bucks season to it's bucks nfc to lose really in my opinion there's so much they're so much farther above the next best team on my ratings it's kind of kind of wild um let's move on to ooh, we did the afc east next we get to talk about the New York Jets. Uh, Jets have to almost certainly have to expect to see an upgrade from them offensively with the departure of Adam Gase and the insertion of Zach Wilson. A uh, decent amount of skill position players around him. Big time questions here after um, after training camp. Big time questions exist regarding the offensive line. Uh, Zach Wilson's going to be running for his life at times against good pass rushes. Uh, that said, I think this team is going to score more than the market does. And uh, we bet into over 43 week one against the Carolina Panthers. The only game yep. you get to bet against Adam Gase in both sides of the football, both offenses will benefit from the departure of Adam Gase and uh, over 43. Is that still available by the way? Can you still get that at your local shop? I sold up to a 44 anyway. And oh, okay. no, it's, it, it is, it is on the move. That was a nice bet, especially Again, my, most of my notes are optimistic for the new coach, new quarterback, but is the whole Gase left too big to overcome too quickly, probably based on the roster. And then just, yeah, what happened in the preseason with the injuries, the defensive injuries especially. Oh, I know they made a move, but it, it's just not going to be enough to overcome it. It's probably still a bottom-of-the-barrel team yeah. with some hope going forward. But, yes, this offense might be fun at times. This offense might be fun for some second half team total over bets as this I think defense the is a pass will be able to move. Well, and that's the thing about a team total bet too. Like if your team is able to score in the second half, get it a little too close for comfort for a good team, that team's going to have to, you know, get a little answer. kick in the ass and say, yeah, we're going to have to answer. And then the jets are back again, facing a prevent defense several different times. I love the jets probably in the second God half. If the offense comes through, like I hope uh, the Pats defense does this thing where it stinks and everybody says, Oh, this defense stinks again. And then by mid season, all of a sudden it's a good defense somehow. And yes, they had a lot of opt-outs last season was way different than usual, but uh, again, just with this coaching staff, it feels like they will round themselves into form on the defensive side of the ball. And I'm kind of on this Mac bandwagon, man. Like he's, it's so hard to take anything from the preseason. Yes. We got some 10 to ones in him feeling pretty good about that. Now that he moved quite wildly in the market, I think this rookie of the year market's going to move wildly all year, but I'm on the bandwagon just based on watching him a little, like the mechanics look good. The poise look good. He looked like he wasn't scared to be out there and he's played in front of way bigger crowds than you'll ever see up in, in Foxborough. So not that Alabama quarterbacks have always hit. In fact, like Namath did, I guess it's been a while, but yeah, possible. I have him down as a possible wild card. I'll be looking to get involved in this team throughout the season. If this offense is, you know, squarely. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, I agree with you. I have high Mac Jones proved he can play in the preseason. I thought, uh, and, uh, that combined with the, um, you know, that, that opens up the offense that makes the passing game a thing now, which it wasn't under cam. And I had bet into the alt under for the Patriots. I feel terrible about that now. I think I'm not, it's not a losing bet. I lost value on it already, but um, I think it can still come in because this schedule gets very, very tough down the back half. And, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to go score for score with the likes of the Bills or some of the other high end AFC teams, although their schedule is easy. Um, the defense, I agree, will stumble out of the gate here. Uh, passing defense, especially the secondary, I was expecting to be amazing. Uh, Stefan Gilmore's on the pup. Uh, and some of the younger players have not taken a meaningful step forward in their progression, their development. Um, so they're going to give up passing yards early. And I bet into over 44 week one against the Miami Dolphins. So that will be an interesting one. Um, but yeah, no good decision by them to go to start the Mac Jones era. Let's see this thing develop. And I wish other teams that had drafted rookie quarterbacks, namely San Francisco and Chicago, had gone this route as well. But say lovey. The new the Miami Dolphins. Market a little high on these guys. Uh, there's probably going to be some defensive regression because they're not going to get quite as many turnovers and convert those turnovers into touchdowns. Uh, also, the first half of their schedule is extremely difficult compared to um, you know, what, what they had last year, which was, uh, you know, a soft schedule and they made the unwise decision, in my opinion, of not taking the buy after traveling to London. Uh, and you know, they've set themselves up for heartache in the month of October, and they're going to have to dig themselves out of a hole if they expect to make the playoffs this year. Uh, the, my opinion of Tua remains unchanged. I haven't seen enough yet to make my opinion a positive that he is going to make it as an NFL quarterback. Uh, and I await further evidence to prove me wrong. However, with the investments that they made at wide receiver, there is a high ceiling potentially for this offense if Tua does perform at above replacement level quarterback. Uh, offensive line still stinks. Um, but, uh, you know, this, the, I think the market is too high on the, on the Dolphins overall. Yeah, I'm there too. Again, the defensive regression was a big part for why we're a little out. I loved how the rebuild worked. I like how they have phrased the rear phrase, how they've kind of structured this rebuild. But like Tua needs to work out for this to work out. Like the most important puzzle piece, even though you did everything else right, I believe that has to click for this to work. So jury's kind of out still for me. I'll monitor the situation. And it's probably, I mean, you covered most of it. I'm not going to rehash the Finn stuff. Bills, I played the division price at minus 140 and a win total over. I'm fine with that. They're a truck. Like that just, again, not only not losing coaches, not losing much from this team. I guess the worry is the Beasles. If if they're going to like forfeit it, my win total loses on a forfeit game because of, uh, you know, Beasley convincing people. Yeah, I'm just goofing. Like, again, we'll see how the COVID stuff goes during the season, but this team should just be a truck. And even with how I feel about the Pats, I took the division price here. It just, it's a little short. Should have been minus 200, in my opinion. I hate just, like, betting the chalk on good teams, but I did. Like, everything, I, I like the offense, like the defense, like the coaches, there's not much else I can say. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hear try to sell you on the bills. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think we talked ourselves into this point and it was the correct take. The best way to attack them is just to lay the price for the division. Um, I might double down, triple down over the course of the season. If we, if it stays there, if it comes in at all, uh, I'm going to keep betting that because they have the best coach offensive coordinator combo head coach, offensive coordinator combo of Sean McDermott and Brian Dable is the best in the NFL. That is the best one two punch. Brian Dable throws, throws, throws. And then throws some more. And when he's up on you and your defense can't cover, he continues to throw. They're going to be a great team to lay the points with when they are playing a team like the Jets. Uh, and they are going to be able to throw their way back into lots of games against other competent offenses. So they are live against the likes of the Chiefs. Um, this team is going to win double-digit games comfortably. And they are going to uh, be a factor in the AFC when it is all said and done. However, I have not played a AFC price on them nope. and i don't know why i think ultimately i don't believe in josh allen in a head-to-head -head against pat mahomes 
if that's what it comes down to in the playoffs. Maybe I'm maybe I maybe I will have egg on my face and the Bills make the Super Bowl, but I haven't played them yet. Maybe I'll change my mind this season. We'll see. Um, Texans, we uh, we move into uh, the AFC South. <clears throat> Texans are the worst team to take the football field preseason rating uh, that I have going back the last twenty years. Their talent that they are putting on this football field week one is absolutely abominable. And they are going out there with the coach who is completely unproven. And it all starts from poor ownership, poor management. And I don't know that Nick Cesario has the, the uh, cachet within the organization to turn this ship around anytime soon. The Deshaun Watson uh, situation is a cancer on top of everything else that is already wrong with this team. Uh, and I don't, you know, having had no draft choices and having no talent, um, this is going to be an unwatchable franchise for the next two, three years. Yeah, I didn't have a ton of notes here. Just a putrid, putrid roster with a coach. And I get that'll be the only thing I add. You said everything. I'm just real quick. The coach is already saying the wrong things. Like on the on the fourth down stuff, I'm gonna go by feel. I don't really believe in analytics. Like, how do you make a worse team worse? Like, honestly, probably if you're a Texans fan, you remember how you bad want, you want it. Like, you want to hear that because you want to tank. You want this you, team. You want this team to lose every game and get the number one pick because it's never gonna compete this year. He's a placeholder coach, so I guess it's probably a good thing you say the wrong things, and that's it. Real quick, uh, going back, do you remember the, how bad the Dolphins were at the start of the season two years ago? They lost like 49 to zero against the Ravens and then got shut out against the Pats. Yeah. I would have made that Dolphins team favored over this Texans team on a neutral based on players' personnel. Yeah, that's uh, that's something. I have to go look at my, my power numbers so I had them saved. Um, all right, moving on because brevity. Go Urban. for it lost the locker room in the preseason maybe <laughs> I have that question mark that's not great i don't think the urban meyer experience is going to work out i'm still going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's a very good coach but these aren't college kids uh, although the one is kind of t-law he's looking really good i thought from the limited time he's been in they actually have some decent weapons around him it's just not a roster that's set up to compete even in a division that's starting to sink down a little as a whole I, I wrote that they probably have enough on offense to keep games exciting maybe similar to the Jets where I think this offense probably can click a little at times and it might be a, a look in the second half but other than that like the urban thing the hiring the coach that they had to let go right away there's a lot of red flags already on this team for me yes yes there are and all that said, I bet them eleven to one to win the division. Uh, I got, I have equity I on still that. Still don't hate it. I have equity on on that play, and I would, if I had a cash out option, I'd probably cash it out after they get a week one comfortable win against the Texans. Um, this, the yeah, the Urban, you said it all. I think the Urban Meyer experience gives me no warm fuzzies at all. Um, some of the things that I thought might be strengths on this team, the wide receiving core, the offensive line, did not look great in the preseason. Uh, the defense looks soft and and uh, and teams are going to put up points on these guys. So it's going to be up to T-Law to come back to score points in high leverage situations for them to win games. And we're going to learn a lot about them this year. So, uh, oh, yeah, I also bet T-Law over 325 rushing yards. One of my favorite props on the board. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know we if that, that up on, price on is still available, but uh, T-Law over 325 rushing yards. You want to guess uh, in the last time that tr uh, Trevor Lawrence played a full season in the college, how many rushing yards he had? 428. 500. 500 so rushing yards in Clemson his uh, two years ago when he played 15 games. So uh, he stays healthy. That that gets home relatively uh, early in the season. Moving on to the, the Indianapolis Colts. We can update this one because this needs some updating, but it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it's uh, yeah. we, when we did our pod, we were basically like the Carson Wentz experience. I have extremely low expectations. Uh, and then it seemed like that got derailed by a foot uh, injury that was going to take five to 12 weeks to heal. That took two weeks ultimately. 
and then he got COVID. And so he's we're back into questioning whether or not he'll be available for week one. I think he will be. Um, but needless to say, he needed a clean preseason, lots of reps with these guys in order to make the most of this opportunity to revitalize his career. And he had the opposite of that. So this is just crystallized my opinion that this will not work long-term. And honestly, the fact that the Colts didn't get to see it themselves in the preseason and recognize that, hey, maybe we should try to upgrade this position with a trade for, I don't know, like Jimmy G or something. Like the fact that they didn't get that opportunity, uh, I think just makes it that much worse. And it's going to uh, prevent them really from, from competing this season long-term. Now, I am prepared to be wrong about this. I am prepared to turn... Uh, turn heel on them midseason because their schedule gets soft down the stretch. But right now, expectations are very, very low for the Carson Wentz era. Yeah, the, the biggest problem for me is the, that we're very skeptical on Wentz. And again, solid offensive line if it's healthy, solid D, probably bad luck so far. And Wentz might just be who we saw last year. That said, I'm right there with you, willing to turn heel, not only because of the schedule, which is probably the biggest factor you nailed, but also just it's a good coaching staff and it's a good head coach. So ready to turn heel because of the soft landing in the second half. That said, the favorites are the Titans. It probably should be the Titans. I don't know how to you know, rag on them for anything outside of what happened last year. Like, yes, the off or the defense, the defensive secondary, especially can be exploited. It's probably still kind of a bad defense, but we'll get to see, you know, how much it was Art Smith, how much of it was the players, Danny, Tractor Cito, your receivers, you did lose a tight end, but for the most part, you kept that offense together. And it just, this, we might be looking back at this in like 10 weeks and be like, man, they were like minus 120 to win this division. What the fuck were we thinking? Why didn't we empty an account on that? Why didn't, why didn't we have like nine, nine Ethereum on this bet? And it's, yeah, like I wrote, they might just be the de facto division champ because it's a good enough roster. Even if things regress all over, they still win double digit games. So yeah, that that's where I sit with the Titans and I yeah. really don't have bets on them so far. Yeah, I was married to this team for the regular season last year, and it was a struggle getting them across the finish line for the AFC South. And on top, and they had a generational season from their running back, Derrick Henry. They used the shit out of him. Now he is taking. He is really, really. If if fatigue exists in that human being's uh, orbit, it will set in this year, and it will uh, it will add to the distress of losing Art Smith. Mike Vrabel is not a coach that I'm especially uh, in love with in terms of his ability to game plan and make plus EV decisions in game. Um, and so the Titans, I have about a dozen things that kind of count against them that are on, they're on fade watch. I wish there was a reasonable, uh, a reasonable underdog in this division that could make a run at them because they're vulnerable. But yeah, it sucks when there's an opening like that and there's just not a team to fill it. I hate it. I hate it, especially because yeah. I bet the Jacks and I now I hate them. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, NFC Nort. Yeah, let's go to the Lions. So uh, the Lions are a team that is going to feature pretty regularly, I'm guessing, on my betting card because I feel like we have a reasonable read on who they are. They have a quarterback who should be decently well protected if Penny Sewell can perform any better than like worst offensive lineman in the league <laughs> uh their offensive line should be good enough to give golf time and he but the problem is he has no one to throw to so he's going to run a very conservative offense under Anthony Lynn and it is going to be very very boring football to watch and it's going to be low scoring I don't think there's going to be lots of turnovers I don't think there's going to be lots of explosive plays this is just uh, a matter of uh you know kind of gutting out some huge spreads um and uh i don't know that i'm gonna have the stomach to bet them on the spread a lot but i think there'll be ways to attack this team either through the under mark you know under the total uh, or teasing against them this feels like one of those teams that you can tease against pretty comfortably because they're not coming back on you they're not coming back to win on you like if you're like the niners seven and a half kind of a number against a team like this i kind of love those right like you're gonna get to get get in there under a field goal uh get out to a lead against these guys and you know you're gonna be able to put it away um uh, or at least they're not gonna come back and win they may come back and backdoor you uh but they're not gonna win so it's uh it's gonna be a long season for the lions dan campbell looks like he uh he is showing all the warning signs that we have thought 
in the preseason so far in terms of how he's running this team. Um, I don't think this works long term. And uh, they, but you know, they they set themselves up in the trenches so that next year they can go out and draft a quarterback and get his wide receivers. I I guess I guess I, I don't know the vision. I I almost have more upside long term for the Lions than I do for the Panthers. Whatever that I means. did. Uh, we said that in the in the preview. Like I like I like what they did this year for a long term. It's gonna be really really bad. Like it's gonna hurt. It's you know what it's it's similar to. Like, God, I was going to make a vaccine joke. I just don't want those. I don't want those arguments at all. But like a vaccine hurts really bad when you get poked. But it's uh, it's good for you long term. So you don't get the mumps. But yeah, this season's going to suck. It's going to suck bad. And it's probably going to be good for this franchise long term because it's, it's a decent build, especially if this is just a placeholder coach and they're going to get somebody better. But yeah, worst wide receivers in the league. It's a downgraded quarterback. The defense likely isn't that good, and the coach is a maniac. What could go wrong? That's what I wrote. Uh, the Bears. The offensive line was expected to be bad. It looked worse than I even dreamed in the preseason. Yes. I don't know if the, how much that translates, but some of it will. Uh, the QB situation is probably how we expected it to be handled. The fans and the media don't like it, but I guess we saw this kind of coming, and it, I guess I'm fine with it. And these coaches, you have to know they're going to do the coach and pace are going to do what's going to extend their lives in Chicago as long as they can. We dogged on the defense a little. It's starting to age a little. And just, yeah, the, the coach, as good as he was in 2018, it's it's a little questionable. Like, what have we seen from Nagy since that year that, uh, you know, has going to give me any faith in backing this team long-term. So this might be the team that the Lions pass when on their way up during this rebuild. Yeah, it's it's crazy too because they did one good thing in drafting Justin Fields, who holds tons of promise, but everything else about the Ryan Pace vision of how you build a football team is an abject failure and a disaster. He is outside of the um, uh, Texans. This is the worst situation really uh franchise wise in terms of who you have in charge and the way that they're making decisions um on top of that uh matt nagy may have a fine scheme he may be able to scheme him his way into points um, but they lack talent and he cannot develop talent they have done nothing to coach guys up it either on the offensive line uh, as apparent by the 32nd best offensive line as we enter the season uh, or in the skill position players um, and so this is uh, this is an alt under favor look on the board for the for the Chicago Bears right now um, I don't see how they win six games it's yeah you made some good points I watched you you did a little video on that you kind of sold me I might have some alt under in the Bears as well uh you, you take, you take yeah, the bike. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Vikings. I, I'm a, I tried to steal um, it from you. Yeah, I didn't really want the Vikings because I don't really understand these guys. I don't no. really get them. I don't get it. Uh, I don't I don't love it. I don't love giving away assets for Chris Herndon and then coming out after the fact and saying he's kind of good at lots of things, I guess. And like, like, yeah, no, there's enormous question marks on the offensive side of the of the football with the way that this line is cohesive and whether or not your quarterback will be available uh on top of the fact that justin jefferson already has a little bit of a, a issue with your quarterback and he's your best player and your entire roster uh that's fascinating to see how that plays out uh i don't love the scheme you you know the run first dalvin cook stuff even you know that and andy brought up this point and i'm going to steal it because it was the best point of the entire vikings breakdown but they have a plus EV running scheme, and yet they still manage to F it up in short yardage situations and stall drives and ultimately score fewer points than they ought to, which is impressive. Impressive incompetence on the offensive side of the football from these guys. And the defense, while people may be expecting them to be a top unit as we head into the season with all of these guys they got back slash added through free agency and uh, you know the, the disaster that was last year is, is over, I'm not seeing it happening. I think they can maybe they do well week one. I bet they're under 48 against the Bengals. There was a couple reasons I went, went into that thinking, and we'll get into that next you know next podcast. But um, ultimately, this uh, Vikings team is a little bit of an enigma to me. They probably finish around 500, um, and I don't know how many of their games I'm going to bet on over the balance of the season. Yeah, it's going to be a a team that should be an over team, 
but the fact that they just completely abandon what they do right with the running game on third and short, fourth and short goal line situations turns them into an under team somehow, or a team that just lands right around the total. It makes it hard to bet on They get worst fax rate in the league. That's not great. As far as if you're tr- going to try to get involved in a regular season, win over, I guess if you want an over, you can cheer for a canceled game again. I I'm struggling to understand the long-term vision of this team and Kirk cousins just, he peaked. He plateaued. This is what we have. I don't know how you're improving, especially in a division that has a better, a much better team. And that team is the final one for this before we get to the AFC North. The Rodgers led Packers again. This when we started these previews, we weren't sure. He came back, had this weird vibe where he it's like he just took a shitload of weed gummies, <laughs> got up on stage, looking looking like you know, a pirate just being like chill and not giving a fuck about anything. Uh, If he plays how he played last year, this division line is off. Like they, again, we haven't had anything good to say about the best thing we had to say about the other three teams is the lions rebuild is looking good long-term. So the Packers probably just run away with this division compete. The only they're competing with the, the Niners, the Seahawks, and the Bucks, really. They're competing for a high seed at this point. And, you know, there were some issues with the, you know, they lost Lindsley. The defense should be pretty good still. I'm fine with that. But, you know, uh, the, the receiving core wasn't always up to snuff. Again, they added one piece that I'm not super excited about. But Rodgers was, and maybe that's what mattered. So I, I didn't bet this team. I don't have much to look on them. But the yeah the division again even though it is a really juicy price it might be laughable in the long run. Yeah, no, that's true. And in the same sort of sense as the Titans are the rightful favorite in the South, but there's no one I really wanted to attack them with, even though I made they underperform. I expect that the market rating on the Packers is too high, but there's really no one in the in the NFC North that I think can challenge them for this division. Um, almost, no. I, if you said. My, 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 you know, we talk about narrow band, uh, you know, kind of distributions on win totals and, and outcomes. The Packers are like, if they are anything other than the three seed in the NFC, I will be shocked. This is your three seed. The, AFC, the, the NFC East will get the four, the NFC West will get the two, and the Bucks will be in the one. Uh, and this Packers team has, you know, 10 and seven, 11 and six, real narrow distribution, tough schedule through the middle. Um, and uh, I don't think they did enough to to really change things either defensively or offensive weapon wise to do any better than they did last season. And their schedule is much tougher. Uh, two years in a row, 13 wins was born out of easy schedules. And that has, in general, painted the market opinion of this team too high, in my opinion. Um, and uh, the you know, the Matt LaFleur era is going to be tested because two straight season, two straight off seasons, they've actively made the roster worse. And at some point that will uh, have consequence, even though, even if Aaron Rodgers is performing as QB one in the entire NFL, moving on to the, what are we on next? Bengals. Nice. Bengals. Um, The Cincinnati Bengals are a team that has a lot of talent offensively and has no identity. (laughs) And, uh, they have a quarterback who you want to believe is the guy for the future, but he has an offensive line that can't keep him healthy and upright. Um, and so all of this makes them a very difficult team to do a season-long handicap on. <laughs> uh, the defense, they've invested a ton of money in the defense now, two seasons in a row, two off-seasons in a row. Uh, it has yet to bear any fruit. They are in an extremely difficult division where they have virtually no chance of actually winning the division. So it's wild card or bust for these guys in terms of having a successful season where they say, hey, we've taken a step forward. We made the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But that's going to take a very healthy and a huge step forward from Joe Burrow. Uh, And I'm just not sure I'm seeing that happening with this coach, with this system. Uh, So ultimately, I think there will be high spots for the Bengals over the course of the season. But uh, I think it will be a disappointment where they come in around six and eleven and do not sniff the wild card. Now it's it's a tough AFC, and I wrote this like the offensive line's bad. Your top pick is showing some heavy rust off his gap year, and then a QB's still uncertainty off how just a, a pretty catastrophic knee injury and a shitty lame duck coach. So five six wins, kind of the ceiling. It feels like in a in a tough uh, tough conference. The Steelers, I've kind of 
I've done some soul searching on this. Maybe it's because of how much I loved him last year, but like the defense should still be really good. And they do have a lot of receiving weapons. Like basically if Ben did lose some weight and he has a good attitude and he he's listing a little to, you know, the stuff coming from the sideline in the box, it could work. But then I get to the line. It's like, Oh yeah, the O line might be really bad and he might not be the quarterback anyway, as he gets hit and hit and hit. So uh, lots and lots of good pieces, but missing it in a super important spot, just not a team I can look at backing. I think, maybe not a great team in comeback mode either. You know, if you're, if you have a bad offensive line and you're down and the other team can just pass rush, it's a bad, it it might be a good team to bet against when they're down at half. So um, wait and see, but yeah, some some pretty big holes there in the offensive line. And, and the fact that you have a super old quarterback who's had a lot more injuries and carried a lot more, you know, small injuries than some of the, the Brady's and the Rogers of the world. I'm kind of out on them for, for the most part. Yeah, this is the classic team, in my opinion, that um, everybody is excited to fade because they know that that the end is coming. Um, However, it doesn't happen at the beginning of the season. And so people kind of lose track of it, lose their sense of it. And then it comes crashing down about midseason. And the schedule, I think, makes all of that happen. Um, I think they'll be surprisingly feisty early on. They may even get some surprising wins. uh, And then come around November the tide turns on them and the more they ask of Ben Roethlisberger, the more tired that elbow shoulder situation is going to be, the less effective he'll be passing the ball down the field and it all will come unraveled. He may not finish the season as quarterback. I agree. Um, And ultimately I think these Steelers do not uh, meet expectations uh, over the balance of the season. So this is going to be a fun one where you're catching value against the market on the Steelers early, and you are potentially going to be able to dump all of that Steelers stock aggressively around midseason. That's my dream. And, oh, by the way, the fact that the ownership said, hey, we need to get back to our roots as a running team, so we're going to draft a running back in the first round. Hate, hate it. Hate, 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 hate. Um, love the franchise that is the Baltimore Ravens do not love anything about this preseason for them. (laughs) Oh God. Making the Colts Uh, blush. Yikes. Um, At least you have your quarterback, although who knows if he'll be available every week. That's a different story. The Baltimore Ravens, of course, are a well-managed franchise. Uh, Vision is solid. Uh, Quarterback is in place. Coach is outstanding. Uh, Talent on the defensive side of the ball is superlative. Uh, they have they came and went into the off when it's the offseason with one glaring hole and it was weapons in the passing game. They tried to address it. And oh, by the way, none of those players played with Lamar Jackson in the preseason. So we are still an incomplete in terms of did we address that problem as we are on the eve of the regular season beginning. They have enough of a dynamic run attack that they're going to get wins against the bad teams in this league. Regardless, I'm not worried about them against teams like the Raiders. However, when they go up against the elite teams in this league, like the Kansas City Chiefs, which they do week two, they are going to have an enormous test on their hands if they have no chemistry between Lamar Jackson and these wide receivers, which is the best I can tell you right now, the way things are. Um, the overall, I am not in on the Ravens to win the AFC North. I am not in on them to win the AFC or the NFL Super Bowl this year uh, for now. Uh, although they are going to be battle tested because down the stretch, they play some very tough teams. Uh, if they can get into the playoffs, that's the team that you're going to get a, a decent price to back them. Uh, and if healthy, will be dangerous in the month of January and maybe even February. Yeah, and really, like you nailed it, the the preseason went really poorly, so it might be a team that we kind of forget about. But again, a dynamic quarterback, a really high-end coach slash coaching staff, you get this roster back together, you get it figured out, you have some more weapons in the passing game. It might be a second half of the season kind of team. Uh, The Browns? not that dissimilar from the bills, but maybe a step back like the bills last year, like everyone maybe. And obviously the bills last year was such a weird situation. It's a fair comp, but they had a weird once in a lifetime quarterback, take a crazy step forward. And my God, if, if Baker takes that kind of step forward, this team (sighs) wins a super bowl, honestly, with this kind of roster and a lot of people, Oh, they're mushed and everyone's on them. But again, with what they did last year, with the wind tunnel of a month, 
not having coaches for a whole game, the playoffs, the, the problem, yeah, the getting to the playoffs, winning a game, they had a, a game with no receivers. They went through some trials and tribulations last year. Still came out <laughs> smelling pretty good, won a playoff game, and, and you know, the, that's big for this franchise. So, and I, I wrote... If it comes all together, this is my final thought on this, and I did bet make some bets on these teams. If they put it together, this might be the best offense and the best defense in the division, and it's kind of a stacked division for both of those. So, yeah, you know, good for them. And, again, Super Bowl contender if it comes together for sure. Yeah, agreed. Uh, this is the most talented roster in the NF in the AFC, second most talented in the NFL after the Bucks. if you do a player-level rating. In my by my by my numbers at least other people may disagree with that um the the fact that they have depth the fact that they are somewhat resilient to injury because of the depth is exciting to me in terms of backing them in the futures market um the fact that they have a relatively like i guess i just shouldn't even say relatively their schedule is good they are have, of all of the afc teams who all go through hell because they all play each other and it's it's a it's a who's who of who's tough the sequencing for um the sequencing for uh cleveland is excellent they get the ravens in an advantage spot late in the season um they don't really play anyone after they play the chiefs week one so if they can get an upset over the chiefs week one which i think is possible this is could be one of your few last remaining undefeated teams which puts them in the driver's seat for the one seed which is huge in terms of their potential to win the afc obviously um and uh yeah i think you said it right if baker takes any kind of a meaningful step forward then all of a sudden you are in the conversation with the chiefs uh in terms of who's the best team in the nfl really um i, I guess one other quick point we ways i bet them uh, i have a little baker mvp don't feel great about it but it was a stupid number i think it was like at 30 to 1 or something i have some browns to win the afc at uh sorry i wanted to get the price right 18 to 1 um i have i'm sorry brent went yeah 18 to 1 uh to win the super bowl excuse me and then um uh actually wait a second i gotta i'll i'll we'll re, let's circle back on this at the end uh, i have miles yeah miles garrett miles garrett plus 650 defensive player of the year though was the best not of all the award though. best of all of the award bets that i made and that's not close um let's talk about uh the Raiders of the move on, moving on to the AFC West. Um, Mike Mayock, really don't see what's going on here. Don't understand what the vision is in terms of evaluating and drafting talent. Uh, it looks to be um, uh, one of the least successful investments in young talent, uh, considering how much they had to work with after the Khalil Mack trade. Uh, they actively uh d disassembled a very good offensive line which was the strength of this offense last year in my opinion because it allowed Derek Carr time to be his best self and now we are going to find out exactly how good Derek Carr is under all situations not just in a clean pocket and that scares me if I'm a Raiders fan or a Raiders backer so this is uh this has all the potential to be a very underwhelming season for Carr which unwinds the offense which puts a ton of pressure on this defense which is not good so all told, expectations are low for this team. Uh, nothing that John Gruden has done in terms of putting his fingerprints on this roster have been solid either. Um, and he kind of bails himself out with some good decisions at times in terms of being aggressive and passing on early downs. However, that may all come unwound without an offensive line that can pass pro. So uh, relatively cold on these guys, didn't bet anything except for uh, Derek Carr passing yards under because there's a chance he gets hurt, there's a chance he gets benched, and there's a chance he just sucks yeah i took an under on the season win total again kind of endemic of just the last few years with taking some pretty good draft capital and just pissing it all away that's not how you do a rebuild and now they're in the situation where they are or Carr honestly isn't terrible he's not a bad quarterback it's just you keep taking pieces away from him this offense probably takes a step back and the defense isn't getting any better so this team is probably worse than last year and Carr might be in big trouble with this offensive line going backwards somehow it was a strength and you you did it to yourself so i'm on the under uh, under regular season win total for them the Broncos definitely worth an update because when we did them, I don't think we had Teddy at that point. That was more recent than this. Teddy, we, we went over both quarterbacks for it and we said, you know, it's a wider distribution with, uh, with Locke. It's a sh smaller distribution with Teddy. It kind of limits your ceiling and your floor. But really, 
this defense is very good. They're getting pieces back and healthy. And the wide receiver weapons are plentiful, decent, young. And that might just be enough to make this a wild card team, even in a tough AFC. So uh, I don't like the head coach. I don't like Elway. I don't like really having Locke and Teddy as your only two options with the rest of this roster being what it is. But that's what we have right now. And for the most part, I'm looking at this team, backing them as a covering team because Teddy's on it, baby. Oh, yeah. Good point. Um, very solid team to tease against if they're a small favorite. A very solid team to tease on if they're a small dog because the distribution of outcomes is narrow. They're going to win and lose a lot of games by three points, and they're going to finish nine and eight or eight and nine. I think you said it all. Uh, the LA Chargers, uh, huge, huge, huge questions about Justin Herbert them. taking a step forward or regressing. It could go either way. And the range of outcomes, if he takes a step forward versus regresses, is they are a true solid six seed in the AFC versus, uh, you know, a four and 13 kind of a team because it's all about Herbert. It's all about this offensive system. And this is one of the things we know relatively little about. They may catch some teams by surprise early in the season just because we don't know what to expect. Um, and they may come crashing back to earth as Herbert goes through the growing pains later in the season. So I didn't bet anything on this team one way or the other, but uh, I do recognize that things can go positively and this may be your succeed in the AFC. Yeah, it, again, the cold water is sophomore slump or just the coach not working out. It being a bad pick, he's not a good head coach and it can't do it with this roster. It's a team on the upswing, but those two things need to kind of work out if you want to be in the conversation for a playoff spot. It's a team I don't have a strong feeling, so I did stay away as well. Um, the Chiefs, I thought we were going to be colder on them than we were when we did the preview. But yeah, it's so too. hard. It's so hard with that roster. You have a coaching staff featuring Andy Reid that kept the, again, like the Bills, kept their whole coaching staff together. You have Patrick Mahomes getting healthy. You probably have a better offensive line than you, you know, at least for featuring in the playoffs. So the defense is the big question mark here. I know some Chiefs fans and people who just you know, paid attention there have some things to say about that defensive line. Again, we'll see if that sort of stuff works out. The secondary it can be a little problematic, but at the same time, if the defense is, what do you say, Mendoza line-ish, the yep. offense is enough. Like the offense is going to be enough to, to get it done every single week with a half decent defense. So it's hard to throw cold water on them. But uh, again, the, the league, the conference is pretty tough. Yeah. Everything no on conclusion that they even end up in the championship game this year. Yep. Everything we said about the bills, but a little bit better. Honestly, yeah, yeah. it's um, it, it's true. The Bills, the Bills are Chiefs light. The Chiefs are Bills heavy. Is that how you want to say it? Yeah, it's like butt heavy. heavy. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, like the time will be right to buy on futures on this team because they're going to be in the conversation. I think right now they're properly rated by the market. I think the market is underrating the Browns. I think the market is a little underrating the Bills. Uh, and I think as those three teams play each other, particularly as the Chiefs, Chiefs play the Browns week one and Bills week five, uh, I think both the challengers are alive, both the dogs are alive. And I, let's let's live in a world where you have two upsets there or at least one upset. You're going to get a better price on the Chiefs uh, after week five when their schedule gets easy, if they if they remain healthy, because they're going to be in every game. Uh, and anytime you have Pat Mahomes on the field, uh, no lead is safe unless you're playing Tampa Bay in Tampa in February. Uh, the NFC West most difficult division to handicap because you have four good teams, best division in the NFL. Arizona Cardinals are the clear fourth choice here just because Cliff Kingsbury is not the guy. Uh, huge question marks still swirling about this defense and their ability to cover the pass. Um, going to rely pretty heavily on some old dudes to generate pass rush if they expect to get off the field. Uh, and Kyler Murray still unable to convert third downs, which is a major question mark about his next step forward in progression. Probably moving on from Cliff after an underwhelming season here. Not a lot to be positive about Arizona. Yeah, the biggest point in what you said there is just Cliff is not the guy. And he just might suck. I, I guess he did make some adjustments from one year, year one to year two, which was fine. But my note, and I said this during the pod, it's like the, you saw what the offense was after Kyler got hurt. Kyler needs to run the ball to make the offense work. 
but he may be too small to stay healthy when he runs the ball that much. So you're in a silly little catch 22. And then also all the teams that are in the division with you are very, very good. So rough situation for the Cardinals. Speaking of the better teams with a big, big, big question mark, Seahawks. This is a Super Bowl team. If this offensive coordinator has the balls to run an offense like they did at the beginning of the season last year, because that roster is not that different. And we saw what this can do when they're calling plus EV plays. But you, to your point, you brought up a really good point. Um, it sounded like they got rid of Shadi because of uh, philosophical differences. And they're, you know, the other coaches, Carol or whoever, management made him change his philosophy a little. And that's why it didn't work out. So if this is just a yes man and this is the bad offense that we saw at times, this team is getting third in the division. So they have a very wide distribution, and a lot of it just depends on which plays they call, which is the funniest thing in the world that other people, <laughs> like people like us, can realize. Like, well, just just do the good plays. You have Russ, you have DK, you have other good players. Like, call I call the good plays. Yeah, philosophy is the only thing holding them back at this point. It's odd. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, neutral in a neutral state, though, they are underrated by the market. They should be at That's least fair. co-favorites with these other, but they, they should be co-favorites with the Niners, in my opinion. They should not be uh, meaningful underdogs to win, to repeat in the NFC West. Um, the 49ers in that breath. Um, what are you doing, guys? What are we doing? What's going on with the quarterback's decision making here? What is, uh, you know, when are we going to see Lance? Uh, what is the plan? How, what kind of packages are they going to run out? Uh, I have enough faith in the quality, the talent that they have on this roster and the quality of scheme that Shanahan brings to the table to expect good things ultimately, and that they are going to be in the mix for the NFC West title, as well as the two seed and the NFC. However, uh, I would like to see Lance sooner than later, or else I'm going to have some serious questions about the decision-making continue to have some serious questions about the decision-making of the uh, Shani um, the Shani Lynch regime. Yeah. And last Thursday on Brown Bag Bets, I actually played the over 10 and a half on them because Ooh, I looked nice. at it and I said, you know, the biggest question mark is the quarterback situation, how they're treating that. It, it looks like they kind of are screwing things up. And I just, I said, man, it might not matter. The schedule still is like a super soft. It's so yeah. soft. So I have the regular season win total. It's probably the last one I'm adding for the season. And it's just so, so, so soft. It doesn't matter. And we did mention the reasons on the podcast. If you want the long form of this, we're not betting the Super Bowl or the NFC because as good as this team might be in the regular season is soft. It's awful hard to say, hey, a rookie quarterback is going to win numerous games in the postseason, even with a very good roster. It's so tough to do. It doesn't get done enough. And again, what we said about the Bucks, how we feel about the Packers, it's a tough proposition. And Drew brought a good point up there, too. You're going to get good prices on the Niners in the playoffs just against the spread, maybe a tickle on the money line. Like if you want to bet on them to win the Super Bowl or the NFC, Maybe bet them game by game. I thought that was pretty insightful as we got to them. And the Rams are a closer. Yeah, go ahead. Defense <laughs> is likely to not be the defense that allows the lowest scoring opponent scoring in the league. We're likely to see some regression. So I have that. Like the defense is going to regress, but the QB upgrade is palpable. Those things kind of even out for me. Same team as last year. And you did lose, yeah. you lost a bunch of coaching. You lost a bunch of, uh, you know, you lost some pieces on the defense. Like it just, it feels like it's the same. It's going to be a similar team, like a nine, 10, 11 win team. It'll be in the mix for the playoffs, but maybe still the third best team in the division at times if the Hawks get it right. So uh, this, this division probably gets two wild cards. If, uh, if everything works out right with just the way the NFC looks. Sure. Um, ceiling for this team is the best ever Lions team you ever saw. The floor for this team is last year's Lions team. And all that takes to get to that floor is one or two key injuries. Um, very, very, very stars and very stars and scrubsy, which equates to fragile if you are doing a quantitative evaluation. Uh, so they have a broader distribution than the likes of some of the other teams we talked about. And the broad side is the low side. So 
uh, generally not expecting them to compete for anything in the NFC this year. And honestly, I wonder what the long-term plan is considering how many assets they're giving away to bring in guys who, um, you know, aren't meaningfully moving the needle. So some questions here. I think my temp, in the, oh yeah, we're supposed to be doing this in the future. I was going to complain about the Temple game getting moved. I think that game that wager canceled. <laughs> and no, because it's Labor Day, and hopefully you've been listening to this for about an hour, and you've finally arrived at your uncle's barbecue, and you're going to have some fun. Hopefully the weather's great where you're at. Hopefully you're enjoying the season, and do 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 check us out this Wednesday as we will be doing the first podcast of the season that is really a full breakdown of the card. We're going to go through every game. There'll be a few stinkers that we skip over pretty quick, but for the most part, we'll give every game some love, talk about any bets we're making on them, anything we're looking at, stuff you should be looking at in-game, and that will be Wednesday nights at 8 Eastern all season long. And, of course, over the weekend, you can also look for a Thursday night, a Sunday night, a Monday night halftime scope. Those are coming right around. And... When we get out to Vegas, we'll be doing some spe- special stuff too. We'll be doing a little bonus content out there as well with some special guests as we part. We're not partying. We're working in Vegas, yeah. handicapping, signing up for the Circa contest and so on. So we will catch you guys Wednesday. Huh? Thanks a lot. Have a good holiday. <laughs>